Hi, I'm Jake, and this is the 15-second summary of the movie I'm talking about today, Toy Story. Toy Story is a movie about toys that are alive and living in a young boy's room. It's all fun and games until a new space toy joins the crew to gain the favor of the young boy. Until the two main toys are captured by the young boy's neighbor, eventually trusting each other and escaping in the end. and I'm excited to be coming to you from my house. In fact, I'm in Navy's room. Navy's my two-year-old daughter, and if she knew we were in here right now, she'd be really excited, but she'd probably feel a bit jealous because she loves playing in her room with all of her toys. <laughs> Today, I get to share a message about Jesus' challenge for us to love and care for all people. People who know God's love and people who, who don't know God's love. You know, given this opportunity to share what's close to my heart in tandem with a movie franchise that I grew up with is pretty cool. And as we continue our series, Life According to Movies, I want to encourage you right now, wherever you are, physically, relationally, mentally, or spiritually, I just want to encourage you. I want you to know that God has crafted a unique calling for your life. And even if you're far from Him, He cares for you deeply. This encouragement's for me too. A wife cheering on or trying to, a husband battling yet beating cancer, a young mom who hasn't a clue what to do but is crazy obsessed with her daughter, and a ministry leader trying to make Jesus proud. This message today is my heartbeat. It's filled with stories of lost friends being found and truths about how deeply loved and cared for we are. We will learn so much today about the heart of Jesus through the lens of Toy Story. Can I just pray for us real quick? God, we're so excited to um, learn more about you. We're excited that um, your word can speak to us and through us. Um, and God, um, a movie franchise like Toy Story has so many great truths and so many um, just little glimpses of your hope in it. So Lord, just allow those to be seen here in this moment and give all of my friends who are with us here today um, just a little bit of encouragement that um, you provide hope like nobody else can. And Lord, for that, we are so thankful. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Before we get too far into this, let's get familiar with some of my friends that I have here with me today. Um, Woody and Buzz, along with this guy, are some of our main characters in this movie where toys come to life when humans aren't around. Andy, the owner of these toys, he's like a childhood friend to me. We grew up together. In the first Toy Story movie, Woody and Buzz are rivals, competing for the affection of Andy, but they soon become friends who work together to be reunited with him after being separated. Toy Story 2, Woody, our main guy, gets stolen by a toy collector and is separated from his friends. Though at times, he doesn't think that's all so bad because he's got the chance to live forever in a museum. In the third movie, our owner Andy is about to leave for college. Fun fact, that was in 2010, the same year I went off to college. See, I told you we grew up together. Um, Andy was donating some of his toys to a daycare, but wanted to hang on to these original too. Though by accident, Woody and Buzz, along with some others, were taken to the daycare as well. And then finally, in our fourth movie, we fall in love with Forky, a spork-turned-best-bud to new toy owner Bonnie. 
These movies, though designed for kids, are known to make us adults laugh and cry, and that's, I think that's why I love them so much. There's a story in the Bible that I think goes along with the themes we find in Toy Story, and it's found in the book of Luke. So if you want to turn there with me, you can, or you can find it on your phone, um, or just listen, it's a short parable found in Luke 15. And this parable is the vehicle in which Jesus illustrated a spiritual truth. He used everyday things that they could understand and that people could relate to to drive home a bigger point. Um, kind of like how we're using Toy Story to drive home a deeper point because we understand movies. So uh, listen or follow along however you want. Um, Luke 15. Now the tax collectors and sinners were drawing near to him. Him was Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. He told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying that to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. A few things here. The guys who weren't so fond of Jesus hanging with sinners were the religious type. They should have known better, in my opinion. But regardless, they don't love the fact that Jesus is hanging out with sinners. And I don't think those guys are the only ones who have this issue. I think we too forget our why at times. And when we lose our why, we lose our way. As Christ followers, we are called to model our lives after Jesus. Live like he lived, love like he loved, hang out with people Jesus would have hung out with. We forget that we should be hanging with people who are different from us. We should be hanging out with people, period. It's our job as followers of Christ to help people find hope and who we know is Jesus. That means we're gonna to have to spend time with those who are far from him. Our church exists to help people find hope in Jesus and a home in his church. We are going to have to spend time with people far from Jesus. We're gonna to have to spend time with people who have no clue who Jesus is, people who don't even like Jesus. Why? Because we know it's the best thing for them. We know that there's something better in this life for them, and we know that there's joy far beyond what they can currently experience. And we know that there is restoration and healing for broken families, and in, there's hope in desperate times. And I believe that everyone deserves to experience this hope. And you know, that's really why I'm talking to you right now, in this moment. I want you to have a newfound passion and fire within you to love people and to share hope. Do whatever it takes to love people. Jesus did. You know, Woody and Buzz had a rough beginning. They didn't see eye to eye. Mainly, Woody didn't love that Buzz was new in town. Woody was insecure and thought that Buzz would become Andy's new favorite toy. Woody spent a lot of time barking orders at Buzz, telling him what to do and how to do them, treated Buzz poorly, and eventually, in the, in the first movie, he pushed him out the window. It was in that moment, once Buzz was out the window, that Woody realized, maybe I went a little too far. And you know, I think that kind of sounds familiar. Do we do this with people? We think because our intentions are good, we have the right to speak into their lives before we've given the relationship a chance to develop. Hear me in this. If we want people to follow us into a relationship with Jesus, we have to intentionally invest into that relationship. 
We can't just start bossing them around, telling them how to live. In every relationship, we have to earn the right to be heard. Otherwise, we're just shouting from a megaphone unsolicited advice. Nobody wants that, and nobody responds to that. So let me continue to share my heart. I feel like I have to acknowledge what's been going on in our country. My Facebook and Instagram are flooded with posts on division and the breakdown of humanity. And I just feel sick, like I feel heartbroken. I see hurting people, people that look different than me, people who have different stories than me, and people who have different struggles than me. But just because we're different, it doesn't mean we're not similar. Woody saw Buzz as different. He looked different, spoke different, had different talents. He could do things that Woody couldn't do. He came from a different place. And before there was a relationship, there was already tension because Woody could see the differences. Listen, regardless of skin tone, there's more that unites us than what divides us. But to really understand that kind of truth and then to truly try to love and care for those different than me, I have to have a relationship with people different than me. Before I can share the gospel of Jesus, I need to show the gospel of Jesus. And that's when change and transformation takes place, when the gospel message is lived out. This is not always easy or quick work. This takes time, and sometimes this takes years. So about the time when Toy Story 2 came out, um, 20 years ago, I met Danielle. Danielle and I met in the second grade. We had different family backgrounds, different lifestyles, um, but we didn't see the differences as kids. We were just buddies. From the age of seven until now, um, it was my heart's desire for Dan to know and love Jesus. I often prayed for this. I cared about her though way too much to rush that process or try to push it on her. You can imagine the joy I felt when last spring Daniela decided to be baptized. And let me just tell you, this had nothing to do with me. Um, <laughs> her husband was the one who led her to that decision. But Danielle was ready to have a relationship with my friend Jesus. And I just, I can't imagine what would have happened if I tried to push Danielle into religion instead of relationship. So I'm so thankful that God used a 20-year process to show Danielle that I cared about her. John 15, 13 talks about Jesus' love for us. There's no greater love than this, that someone lay down his life for a friend. Jesus did that for us, y'all. Jesus calls us friends. I just love that. You know, this season, um, this the last few months, it's been an outstanding time to develop relationships with people you live near. And if it hasn't yet, get started. I'd encourage you to invite people over to hang out safely, um, watch services together on the weekend, experience community. And if you've been around Whitewater for some time, hopefully you have heard us talk about the importance of being a good neighbor and shining the light and hope of Jesus on the streets that you live on. We want you to be for your street. Get to know the people around you. Maybe they know Jesus, maybe they don't. I have some amazing neighbors, now friends, that I've had the chance to get to know better because of this slower pace that we're living. They've given us a lot of hope and they have pointed us to Jesus through their actions this season. They've just been taking really good care of us. And it's been so encouraging to see Jesus working through them in simple, simple but yet profound ways. I'm learning, I'm learning that a true sense of community is being able to give but also receive. And I'm excited to share Jesus to others in our neighborhood alongside of them. So hear me, spend time with people. Jesus did. 
Jesus, after being judged for hanging with people who didn't look or act like him, explains to the Pharisees that we must do whatever it takes to go after what's lost. We leave 99 sheep to go after one that wandered, to go after the one that's in danger. I saw this post on Facebook and I actually reshared it. So if you are friends with me, maybe you saw it too. It said, Jesus in Luke 15, a hundred sheep, but one goes missing. Jesus leaves the 99 and goes after the one. The 99 say, but what about us? Don't we matter? Of course the 99 still matter, but they're not the one that's in danger. The one is. In the first Toy Story, Woody and Buzz are separated from their owner, Andy. They find themselves in danger quite a few times, but these two did whatever it took to get back home to Andy. The other toys did their part as well. At times they had to leave behind the comforts of home, but Woody and Buzz were so worth it. We, we too will have to leave earthly comforts behind to go after what's lost. And I know it's so much easier to hang out with people we already know. It's easier to just be kind when convenient, but if we're actually sold out to becoming more like Jesus, we're gonna have to be uncomfortable. Our own personal lostness, our sin nature, will always reveal itself when we get stuck in seasons of comfort and complacency. Our hearts are gonna have to break over the things that break his heart. Our hearts will break when we see injustice, broken relationships, division, because these things break his heart. And once we reflect him better, showing off the kindness, the grace, and the mercy, it will be his joy to go after what's lost. It will be our mission to seek those far from God, to seek justice, healing, and unity. We are called to love people, friends. So here's the thing we need to remember too. We also have been in the same boat as Woody and Buzz, as the sheep too from Luke 15. We have all been lost. We are lost. We're far from God, in danger, no hope, and if you're thinking you haven't been there yet, let me remind you that you're human. Our sins separate us from God. Our human nature keeps us distant from Him. We have no hope outside of Him. Romans 5.8 says that Jesus demonstrated His love for us in this. While we were still sinners, He died for us. We are so undeserving of this love. And if you were with us for worship, we sang about it. We sang about how we don't deserve it, but He gave Himself away for us. I want to share a story with you that just makes me smile, and it's the story of Forky. Remember I said at the beginning we had a spork who became the dearest toy to Bonnie in Toy Story 4? So Bonnie arrived on her first day of kindergarten, and I just love kindergartners, by the way. And she was hesitant, a bit shy, worried to go to her first day of school. So Woody went along with her. He's tagged along in her backpack. And he was watching and waiting in her cubby, and he could kind of see that Bonnie was feeling a little sad and uh, worried. She tried to make new friends, and it wasn't working. Um, so at craft time, he actually jumped out of the backpack, and he went to the trash, and he gathered some supplies, and he gave those materials to Bonnie. They're from the trash. And this is when she made Forky. And throughout the whole movie, Forky thinks he belongs to the trash. He doesn't see his worth. But Woody is on mission to save Forky because he's so important to Bonnie. All of the toys were waiting at home when they came back from school. And they were wondering, what is, what is this guy? And uh, Woody kept saying, this is Bonnie's new friend, Forky. 
But Forky kept saying, I'm trash, I'm trash, and he kept running back to the trash can. He kept trying to throw himself away. And throughout that whole movie, Woody um, tells and reminds the friends that Forky is so important to Bonnie, we have to do whatever it takes to save him. So you may think that you're trash. I know that I've thought this before. You think that you're not worthy enough, that you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, not smart enough, you don't provide enough, don't do enough, don't have enough. Listen, I don't care what your parents said, what an ex said, whoever said these things to you, it's not true. So stop believing these things. You are God's masterpiece. He made you. You are valued and cared for by Him. We are God's favorite. Just like Bonnie adored Forky, we are adored. Like the one sheep who wandered, we don't have to be far from safety, separated from Him, or defenseless. This is what I love about God. He's compassionate and He values each and every person. He values you and He values me. It's an all-out search to find us and to have a relationship with us. He doesn't rebuke us either for being lost. He carries us back home. Maybe you have a similar story to my neighbor, Danielle. About a year ago, yes, I know, another Danielle. About a year ago, she was so tangled in depression and anxiety. She lost both of her grandparents within a short period, and that left her feeling super heartbroken and what led her to her severe anxiety. She spent some time talking with family and friends, therapists, doctors. She was desperately looking for help. She said that every night she knew she needed to turn to God. And she knew this push back to him was actually from him. He was showing her the path that she needed. She just wasn't going where he told her to. But finally, he led her to a safe place where she could develop their relationship. And I'm super thankful that that place was Whitewater. But I'm more thankful that she followed his prompting and made the decision to have a relationship with him. Danielle was lost. She had no direction. Now she has a hope in Jesus that is stronger than it's ever been, and she wants to share that hope. After sharing the story of the lost sheep, Jesus continues his message, and he shares a story about a lost son. There was a father who had two sons. One of the sons wanted his inheritance early. The father agreed, and that son took all that he had, all of that money, and he went to a far-off city. He spent all of his money partying, just wasting it, and once he was out of money, there was a famine in the land, so he had to find a job. He found a job working with a farmer. It wasn't the most glorious job, and he found himself wanting to eat what the pigs were eating. He was that hungry. He was starving. He finally came to his senses and remembered that his father's house, at his father's house, even the servants were eating well. So he's like, I'm going back home. And he was saying, I need to, what am I gonna say to my dad? What am I gonna tell him? Super nervous as I would be too. And once he got home, his father was basically waiting there at the end of the driveway. And his father was filled with love and compassion, welcoming his son back and even throwing a party because he was so happy his son was home. I wish I had time to tell you um, about the older brother. That was a whole nother story. But here's what I love about the story about the lost son. The father celebrated when the son came home. He didn't yell at him, saying how disappointed he was, like I probably would have. You know what? Jesus celebrates when lost things are found. He still does. He's filled with joy and he throws a party when lost things are found. He doesn't ever say to us, I can't believe you did that. I don't want you back after what you did. I can't forgive you for that. You left me. 
He doesn't see any of that. Instead, he is filled with joy because the lost was found. Think about the celebrations that the toys had when they would find one of them was found. Hugs, kisses, jumping up and down. And obviously this was before COVID-19, which by the way, I can't wait for the day when I can give you all a hug again. You guys, there was so much joy to be found when people realize that they belong to a heavenly father who cares for them so deeply. Isn't there great joy and a sense of belonging? These guys experience that. Each toy has Andy's name etched on the bottom of their foot. And each of those toys were overjoyed when that moment happened to belong to such a fun, loving owner. We have hardly scratched the surface of this radical love that Jesus has for people. But I want to make sure that you walk away today knowing that there is nothing that can separate you from this crazy love. With that, there should be nothing that separates or stops you from loving people. No race, no gender, no status, no difference. Buzz was different than Woody, but that didn't stop Woody from doing what was right and restoring that relationship and bringing Buzz back home. In Toy Story 4, Woody and Forky are once again separated from the rest of the toys and seeking advice from Buzz, Rex, the toy dinosaur, says, what would Woody do? And Mr. Potato Head responded, he'd jump out of a moving vehicle. You see, there was nothing these toys wouldn't do to save one another. Romans 8.38 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, or anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I am so thankful for that. I'm thankful that my mistakes, my shortcomings, my failures, none of that keeps me from having a relationship with God. So please stop letting things get in the way of your relationships with others. This will hinder your ability to love people well. I know that there are relationships that need to be restored, forgiveness that needs to be shared. So right now, I want you to write down the names that popped up in your mind when I said that. I want you to think about people you know, people you used to know, people you want to know, and I want you to start praying for them, praying for those relationships to be restored, for that forgiveness to be shared. What do we need to do? Who do you need to call? What do you need to stand up for? Don't let things stand in the way of loving people. If you follow Jesus, it's our job to reflect him here on earth. People will be given the chance to see Jesus through you through how you love and care for them. Don't let things get in the way. I'm encouraged by the familiar tune, You've Got a Friend in Me by Randy Newman. Also the theme song of these great movies. The series kicks off with this song and, the, and it ends with it as well. I can actually still remember when I was in the theater watching Toy Story 4 and that song came on. It had been nine years since a Toy Story movie had been released and we kind of felt like it was gonna be the last one. I hope we're wrong. But I still remember the feeling I got when that song came on. Anyway, this classic tune is how I'd like to wrap up our time together. And as you listen to the song, kids sing along, adults too, I want to encourage all of you to consider who you can be a friend to. Who has a rough road to travel? Who's far from home? And maybe you're thinking to yourself, uh, Jericho, that's me. And I'd say, just remember that you have a friend and a savior who gave up his life to have a relationship with you. 
Be encouraged, friends, but also be encouragers. Let me pray for us. God, I love how you move through stories and through movies and through people. And I just ask that we walk away today with a newfound appreciation for the joy that you have when lost things are found. And Lord, that we reflect that, that we reflect joy and celebration and just open arms. And I ask, Lord, that if people are far from you, that uh, their ears are open and their hearts are softened and they um, take a step, maybe just a baby step, into a relationship with you today. God, again, we're so thankful for the gift of joy and I'm thankful for fun and celebrating and all of those things and I'm so happy to see that in your word and Lord, we're just thankful for that today. So um, Lord, protect those who are watching, the families that are represented, and allow them to be energized this week and know that they have a friend in you. Amen. Have a great week. You got a friend in me. <laughs>